Happy 2020, as it is episode 31 of the Pro Painted podcast. So it's a brand new year. We're recording in January. It's been about three winks, three, three winks, three weeks. <laughs> three <laughs> wanks. Three wanks. Definitely more than three wanks. Um, <laughs> I don't know. How many, how many wanks do you think you've had since the last episode, Rob? Um, probably about three, Matthew, to be fair. Yeah. Busy, yeah. busy dad. Uh, yeah. Ian? Uh, about three today. <laughs> Day off or? Yeah. Just no, help, just usual. Helping good with work, supplements in your local pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> three shots of this. <laughs> three times a day. Uh, uh, what a start um yeah so episode 31 of the pro painted podcast welcome back obviously as always we are not safe for work uh continuing the um <laughs> continuing no the, surprise the recently branded broadcast uh format um, oh, good god yeah yeah so i think I've, I've got a feeling we fall under that but you know hey ho whatever as long as we have fun that's what matters that's how i say it um so yeah, so this is kind of um we're not going to do an in-depth review of 2019. Um I think last time we had Ian leafing through copies of White Dwarfs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Reminding yeah. us what had actually been released. <laughs> exactly. Um so yeah. we'll we'll kind of do a bit bit of a roundup. Um what I like to do with the roundups is kind of um make it a bit more focused if you would um to kind of talk about some things we've, we've tried out that we've learned uh with armies or new techniques we've tried um and then kind of go from there kind of share information with our listeners if you would rather than just hearing us you know prattle on about our armies um and that isn't directed at anybody rob don't take that personally don't worry it's not you it's just, <laughs> just, just, just in general something somebody said just be a bit focused but i think it's fine and it's mostly because i i kind of ramble on in, in general terms um and then we've got some um i gave a shout out on twitter um for any topics we wanted to cover so there's, there's some good ones there um a bit different sometimes when you ask you end up with the the same questions being asked over and over again um and i think that's where we pick up listeners at different points so it's not anyone inherently anybody's fault, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll answer those. I think we've got some good ones there, so thank you for those. Um, so yeah, I mean, who, who wants to who wants to start off? Who's got who's the most keen to tell us about their hobby exploits over the last couple of weeks? Well, you can go in if you like. Okay, so I have painted half a model, which is good. Oh, um, I've done. Um, the kind of his name, official name now is the old Savage Orc Shaman character. Uh, is it Words Gog Prof? No, Words Words Gog or something like that. The Prophet. He's he's called the Prophet now. Anyway, he's the yeah. guy with the mask dancing. Words Gog uh, Prophet. Yeah. So he, um, so I've been painting him. Been enjoying it a lot. Awesome. So it's um, yeah. So it's it's for the one model I need to paint for uh, tomorrow burns. Um, so I thought I'd, I mis I misread the rules. So I thought I'd because <laughs> right. um, I thought I'd get a. Um, I was going to take the big war from the new yeah, um, sure. Auric Walklands book, uh -huh. um, but I Very thought I'd, I'd get I thought I'd get an extra point for having him. But I need to have him and a war doc, and I can't be asked painting a war doc. So. Um, yeah, but I'm enjoying it. But it's really um, it's nice to paint just a character model as a one-off for a change. Um, 
so it's, yeah, it's been on my painting desk for probably about five years, um, <laughs> just as a, assembled, but just un, not undercoated. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so um, pretty much um, it's a continuation of the same scheme as the Iron Jaws, so there's not much new. Um, trying to tie it in with the Iron Jaws and the um, Gloom Spike Gits, if I do it as full destruction, because he's got a very nice uh, squig skin cloak, which I'm, uh, which was a bit of a pain to do because it's bright yellow and there's loads of it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you've, you've shared a lot of progress um, on that, which is great uh, in our little uh, pro painted chat. Um, and yeah, it's looking really good. You've done the on the cloak. Um, you've done kind of the the mottling effect of yeah, the top where you've yes. got the scales. Um, yes, so it's yes, yeah, it's mirroring the squigs the the way I do the squigs. Um, so hopefully, visually, it'll tie in with the rest of the army if it's done as a mixed destruction list. Yeah. But what's what is um, it's one of these things that you spend loads of time doing it, and then you realise at the end that nobody's going to see it. Because it's going to be displayed if, whenever it's displayed, it's going to be displayed with it away from people looking at it. Sure. But I get to look at it when I'm playing, so it'll look nice. So that's yeah. cool. I mean, it was. It's... You always always do what Byron. Sorry, you can always do what Byron does with his um standard, his lovely standard barracks. He always he always displays that back to front whenever he puts it on display. Cause he's done a really nice job on the cloak. So he's, yeah. he always displays that back to front. But I guess um, people people tend to have a look around these things, and they, it's a great way, like just of one element on a model that is quite different in sort of overall theme to some of the other stuff to tie it in, just by using one one element on the on the on the thing. So yeah, really nice it was. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. So I got that. Um, I'm hoping to finish it this weekend, uh, but we'll see. Um, and then I think I'm going to. I might go back and do some Daughters of Cain. Oh. But um, we'll see. I've got a lot of other stuff ongoing. So, but yes, I think I'll, um, I might do some more witch elves. Just um, because I've got 10 on the go. So I might, uh, yeah, might do some of them. Brilliant. Before I change. And just to kind of reiterate, you mentioned Tomorrow Burns, which is um, so yep. our friend Chris's uh, event uh, running in March down in my hometown of Weymouth, so way down on the south coast. Um, and he does actually, I believe, um, he does have still some tickets available at the moment. So if you do fancy um, heading down, it's the, the 7th and 8th of March um, and all three of us will be in attendance. So it'll be a, a great, great time to chat with us and the Weymouth events are super chill which is which is great yes. um and are you doing south coast no again? you're not no no i think i'm going to try to do fierce armor this year right I thought and you, i think i don't know why i thought you thought you were going to do south coast no it's way much going to be the, the south southern tournament this year i think okay. um but yeah so i think i'm going to yeah probably have a fierce hammer might have a gap until fierce hammer might just um, see if I can get anything. It's like a, a new army done, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see, give it a go. But um, if not, I'll revert to the Iron Jaws as normal. Yeah, I mean, they're a, they're a great army and they are fun to play with yeah. at the moment as well, which, which is great. They're in, a, they're in a good place. They're you know, decent, enjoyable. And I think that's something GW is doing very well at the moment, is making, our, making the armies that they're releasing... Um, 
just feel good you know we said it before obviously we're, we're hobbyists and you know there's weaker options in armies that you don't see very often but um they're doing a good job of making everything kind of pretty much playable and enjoyable and feel strong without things just having silly rules that just don't just don't really do anything um so iron jaws is definitely one of those whether yeah. it's, a good place. it's going to be very um strange to play iron jaws because i I just remember all the old rules because everything's sure. pretty much the same, but with subtle differences. Correct. So it's going to be quite, um, yeah. I think it's going to be quite difficult to trans. In these first few games, will be quite different, difficult to transition. But yeah. give it a go, and I'm, and I'm and I'm probably not going to be using anything too complicated. So no. that's the benefit with Iron Jaws, although there are key changes. It's all. It follows a very similar. They're not a, a resource-intensive army, so that's that's really yeah. cool. awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's Ian covered. Not an, not an awful lot, but um, I mean, it's only been a few weeks. But what about you, though, Rob? You famously not very productive. So how have you been getting <laughs> on? Um. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't know whether that was uh, setting me up to say I've actually been doing a, a great deal recently. But I've um, yeah been doing a great deal recently. So I mean, great uh, to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, really kind of, I don't know what it was. I think it was perhaps just sort of before Christmas, perhaps, um, you know, having sort of uh, spent a bit of time with Ian when, when he was down and really kind of sort of got it out of my system, what I, what I wanted to actually achieve with, with my armies and, and kind of the challenge that I, challenges that I felt that I had. And um, as discussed on the previous podcast, and I think a lot of the, you know, I've been sort of painting um sort of going through sort of techniques and perhaps we'll cover it off when we speak about it and what we've sort of learned you know what we've learned this year and what you alluded to earlier but um you know with with the models that i've been have been doing they've been very trying out new things with egrim that i sort of i've started and kind of got through pretty much sort of broken the back of 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 just the guy that not started the dragon yet but stuff like non-metallic metal and 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 as as i'm painting it wanting to do the best job i put i probably can but with a with a technique that i'm not used to does tend there's a lot of trial and error and there's a lot of going back and tweaking things and stuff and i, I kind of felt that actually um what i needed to do was just break the back of the majority of the the bulk of the army as it were so a lot of the units sure. and things like that and do a lot of stuff that you know, obviously wanting to paint to a, you know, a very high level, obviously, you know, my goals are, you know, I've, I've sort of said what my goals are, I've been quite clear of those, you know, sort of what I want to achieve in 2020, but, um, so, you know, making a start on the units, stuff that I can just get stuck into and, and work my way through. So with that in mind, um, started the, the sort of put Egrim down and, I, you know, I've made a, made a bit of a pledge that I'm not going to go back to him until the rest of the units are done. Um, and then I can spend as he's the last character model of the army to do because of the way the 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 points have changed with Slaves to Darkness and Zinch. It means um I did have a fate master in the army which had kind of started a conversion on but hadn't really sort of uh, finished it off and that was another character model that you know obviously I was gonna spend a lot of time painting and with him out of the army at least even as being the like the last sort of big character model to do and Having spoken to Ian about it, you know, if I get the units done, so I've got, you know, um, 
And and again, with the point change on on the Zinch book, it means the Enlightened have gone down to a unit of three and uh, a unit of uh, three Screamers instead um, to take the place of the other three. Uh, so they'll be a lot quicker to paint as well than you know the Screamers would be a lot quicker to paint than the than three Enlightened would. Um, it's kind of made the task of the painting units uh, a bit easier. And I've done that test model of that Chirocacolites and a lot of the Chirocacolites, all 20 of them are based and uh, sort of base coated and washed and the, the skin, you know, the skin's pretty much ready for highlighting and it's just blocking in the other elements and all the shields are done as well. So the real sort of, you know, the, the kind of the pain in the arse bits, which is, you know, sort of blocking in the base colours and, and getting the skin tones right and the, the complexity of the shields are all done. So to be honest, there's not, you know, there isn't, apart from Egret, Egret Masside and the Dragon, which is going to take a while, there's not a massive amount to do, to think about doing, if that makes sense. It's quite a lot yeah, of sure. like, autopilot-y stuff. Um, and I've I spent a bit of time getting the the skin tone and then the sort of uh, paint scheme down that I wanted for the horrors. And I understand, obviously, the blues and the brimstones will take a little bit of time, but I think once I'm happy with the kind of technique of doing the flesh, then it's just changing the colour, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And the good thing is, is the models get smaller, so they become quicker to quicker <laughs> yeah. to paint. And once, you know, you, you could probably, I could probably paint five brimstones in the same time that I'd paint one pink horror, you know, no, or five bases of brimstones, you know. Um, and so that with that, I started the unit of 10 horrors, and um, probably listeners will, will know that obviously you've got the box art colour scheme, which is a very light pink. And there's a lot of, um, on some of the models, there's like that, where it's almost the where the way that they've highlighted them on the box sites quite uh, those model the, the horrors although being the latest iteration of them they're they're quite old models um, relatively speaking these days especially with the way that releases are going um, especially compared to the blues and the brims well is it um, it feels like there's a big difference between them and the because you you're painting the silver tower pink horror is that a unit champion that's right yeah yes so yeah even between yeah. those between him and the pink horrors just from sculpting while you're painting there is a notable yeah. difference the detail is very smooth it's a lot smoother on the uh, the original horrors yeah yeah and, and it makes the newer ones a lot easier to paint because there's well it's just like with everything the games workshop they're making their you know there's a lot more definition and there's a lot more, you know, the edges are easier to highlight and pick out and, the, you know, where you're putting Absolutely. the shades is a lot easier to target. So um, I'm going with the, as you said, alluded to, the Silver Tower scheme, which is a darker pink and a bit more of a sort of, not say in vogue, but more popular way of doing it where it blends out you know, darker on the end of the, the tips of the tentacles and the hands and stuff. Um, it's the uh, and- Matt, Matt Lyons TM fade. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and um, well, yeah, and, and the, I, I, I think I've done a well, one thing I wanted to do, and um, with it, and, and it didn't take as long as I anticipated because I've, I've come up with quite a um, a thing, and I'll talk about it quickly if you don't mind. But the technique, no, the, all, all, all the blends, and you know, perhaps something you to you said about talking about specific things and techniques, um, the blends on. I wanted to make sure all the blends on the horrors and all the blends that I did basically, I think I've said this before, I want to do them by hand and not with an airbrush um, just because I wanted to sort of challenge myself. And, you know, I, th- I think 
as much as it's a lot easier doing sort of the just straightforward blends with an airbrush. Um, and I think you probably agree, and it's not me sort of being a snob or anything because I've airbrushed plenty of stuff, but it, I think it feels a, if you nail a, a really nice blend with brushwork and glazes and stuff, I think you just have a little bit more of a satisfaction feel to yourself about it because it's a bit more tactile. You've done, I don't know if that makes sense or if I'm making sense, but I, I don't I, know if you guys feel the same way. I would go as far as to say a well done brush blend always trumps a well done airbrush blend, in my opinion. Yeah. Simple, and, and especially with the, the, the reason I thought about it is, um, you can be a lot more controlled with exactly where the blend starts and stops on different, and especially with the horrors with their arms yeah. and I mean tentacles all over the place. A lot of the time with an airbrush, unless you mask off the rest of a model, your blends tend to be very um, not symmetrical. But like say if you're doing a blend across say two arms that are on the same side of the body, the blend will tend unless you're really precise. If you're just doing a unit, there's, there's a chance of um, you know the blend starting and stopping on the same line on on the arms. Does that make sense? So, but whereas if you do it with a with a brush, you can it looks a little bit more natural because the angle of, of um, like say for instance, I'm, I'm waving my arms around in my garage now. But if you um, <laughs> if you've got if 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 you imagine if you imagine a V stood upright. And you were to use an airbrush, and you weren't precise enough to do both parts of the V separately. The airbrush blend would start at the same place on both V's, regardless of their position. Whereas if you do it with a brush, you can, and then that way it just looks a bit weird. But then when you do, um, it's when you see a texture on an animation, and the texture is just a flat texture. When like um, it's funny, I picked up on it on watching the. Uh, cartoon as well as watching but there's like a guy with a pair of like plaid trousers and as he's moving the plaid doesn't move right the tra- okay. it's just like a do you know what i mean they just it's a set background and i think some airbrushed models can look like that because the, br- yeah, the airbrush have, stroke you hit that angle and that angle and stays yeah across all the elements yeah and it just looks a bit weird um and especially with horrors with like where they've got perhaps a, a shorter tentacle and a, a longer tentacle that are sculpted like next to each other. If you do a brush blend, you can start the, on the shorter tentacle, you can start the blend closer to the middle of that short. Do you know what I mean? You can sort of, you can yeah, no, scale it. So, you, you know, kind of, it's hard to describe without using pictures, but. You almost, um, um, you almost add movement to the model. Uh, by doing it whereas if you do it with an airbrush it's very much kind of like a frozen in time kind of thing yeah yeah and it, it just cre- it just makes it look that much more realistic i guess so and it's it's a challenge to do it, but the the sort of technique that i've I kind of come up with and if you, probably people are saying well that's that's obvious but um and it's something i you kind of see a little bit on like the darren latham videos i know we've been shouting them out sort of the last three or four episodes but they are really good and if people haven't seen them do go and watch them um it's to, and i use the pink horror's arm as a as um as an example so they're base coated with uh pink horror um and the the darker parts are faded out to screamer pink and then obviously the washes are concentrated slightly towards the end to darken them down even more um but rather than 
and on a smaller element like the like the warp fire that coming off the finger she painted the bait the lighter color and then glazed down to the darker color just in successive glazes very similar to the the glazing technique that duncan uh, sort of showcased when he did the painting the gash model where you'd glaze halfway down then three quarter and then you just get these you know you get you build up these filters almost of it getting darker and darker and that's how you you know you tend to glaze blend um but a really quick way of doing it is to block the end color at the very like say if you're glazing the pink horror arm from you want the blend to start from the elbow going to the fingers you know that the pretty much you know the hat from the wrist up to the end of the fingers is going to be purely screamer pink so block it in first so you've almost got you know they, they looked a bit funny because they look like they had little deep pink gloves on for a little bit but you've got it's almost like you're um you're blocking in the end result where the end result is going to be anyway so you it speeds up the process of glazing so that makes sense plus it also gives you like a target area to glaze to um so yeah just i, I found out rather than using glazes to then get that darkened end result by blocking in the end result to begin with it allow it gives you like a map to glaze to if that makes sense or am i not making sense no you are yeah definitely yeah. yeah um so yeah it just it just speeds the process up and it just means that you can be very specific about what part of the models you want to be that darker end result and when you you know with things like horrors where they've got like different lengths of tentacles then you know it's, it's easy to to achieve that final thing and it, it's just I don't know, it just creates, it just really, it's just a bit of an eye-opener. You know, I'd, I'd always been, you know, this whole thing about the this army was about contrast and doing glazing and blending and doing as much with a brush as possible. And, um, you know, it, I, I think the, the results are, uh, are pretty cool. I mean, the, the other thing I learned with it as well, and the one thing I took for did take from Darren's things, and, and I, I'm yet to do it on the, the pink horror, the main one that I've started, is the very on the very recessed parts of the skin on the real depth, uh, deepest parts of the folds in the skin. Um, I'm gonna do concentrated shade, but um, mixing in a little bit of incubi darkness into pink horror. Obviously, with with what he was going through with um, about shading with opposite colours on the colour wheel. So I've seen by darkness is, is a very dark color anyway, but it, with with the green in it, mixed with the pink, it'll um, hopefully really make that final result of the skin really pop. Um, so yeah, I'm going to uh, going to be doing that as as part of the sort of the final bit of the process. And now that I've blocked in the 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 rest of it, as we were saying off air, um, I think now that I've blocked in the other elements, the pink probably does need one final push on a on a highlight just so on the very tips of bits and bobs but yeah i'm really happy with the how the schemes come out and just nice to it's nice to paint a unit and and start seeing it come together where rather massive over the top centerpiece that you don't really see much you think oh yeah i, I painted a shoulder pad great and that's taken me a week do you know what i mean whereas with this you i could probably get you know i know that i'll have these i'll have this unit of 10 horrors done in about I'd say this time next week. Um, actually, saying that no, I won't because my normal long day Sunday of of painting in the daytime is I'm going to be getting drunk in Cardiff. So um, 
I won't be painting this weekend. I'll be attending um, Brotherhood. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, I think uh, uh, three or four more sessions, and I'll, I'll probably see these these pink horrors done. To be honest, and for me, that's um, that's a quite a turnaround. You might be wondering to yourself, Matt, what how are how are we painting them so quick? And obviously, long term listeners will know that when Izzy was born, we quite quickly came up with a scheme where it's two days on, two days off for both of us. And so I could come out here and hobby in peace and not feel guilty about her looking after Izzy because I'm doing that two times a week as well. Cool. So you've got um, a nanny now? No, no, no. What I've invested in, and this is uh, an investment, I don't think I've actually mentioned it. I don't think I've only told you. I've actually invested in a portable um, daylight lamp. So um, it's one of the table lamps that the daylight company lamp uh, people do. Um, it's like the two pronged one. Um, okay, which is I really, remember which you, is really, you did share some really, pictures actually. Yeah, and, um, and I bought uh, um, one of those MDF cutout things. I was going to get a GW one because I'm a bit of a fanboy, but then I realised that they don't make them anymore and people are selling them on eBay for silly amounts. But I think, is it TT Combat? They do like the, the tray. MDF tray. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be painting pretty much most nights in the front room whilst I'm. Uh, you know, watching a, a, a box set or something with the missus. So, yeah, I'm going to be moving my... I'm going to be spending a couple of nights in, in the man cave, and that's when I'll do my more... You know, if I need to do sort of basing or if I need to do stuff that is a bit... requires a bit more room, you know, a bit, a bit messier maybe. And, uh, you know, if I'm just there having to layer up a load of stuff or do a bit of glazing or, you know, do some finishing touches on models or, or whatever it is, something that only requires a few paints and a couple of brushes and i'll be doing that so yeah i mean you know unless it's i come back from a night of work where i just feel like not feel like painting at all um yeah i'm not going to be sat there thinking oh, i could be painting now so hopefully um, my productivity you know along with the enthusiasm you know the sort of motivation that i've recently had to get it done and doubling up the amount of time that i've got to do it as well so you should see some quite rapid progress brilliant no it's really good to hear and just be careful with your back, with your yeah, painting. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I was looking at getting one of those. Um, you can get one of those posture things, can't you? Yes. Like a yeah. like a long like support. Yeah, like a pair of braces with a back thingy on a back support on it. So I was like actually looking into that because I'm quite a tall guy. I don't want to be hunched over for three hours and then. <laughs> no, you really don't. That, that's no. where that. For, I know a lot of people do paint like that, but that's where it all falls apart for me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've got to make sure I'm getting on as well. So I'm not, not a young sprite, the young lad that can bounce back from stuff like that now. So I uh, need to make sure my, my back's in good order. So, yeah, good shout. Health and safety first, Matthew. It's not health and safety. Um, well, it kind of is. Health in the work, well-being in the workplace. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's great. I mean, just, just for me, just personally, just hearing you really making progress with, with the Zeke Army. Um you know, it makes makes me happy, and I definitely cool. think definitely think it's the right thing to do is get the units done, move on to you know your super exciting characters because you you can lavish the time on those, um, but kind of delaying yourself and lavishing attention on a unit of infantry doesn't really do you great benefit in the long run. Um, well, no, I mean they'll still be don't get me wrong they'll still be painted to, like and they're not gonna you know they're not gonna be spending stupid amounts of time on them. But I think the thinking, the one that has been my last thing, but 
like Ian said when we were talking about it, is that I don't know really how long it's going to take me to finish painting Eagle, especially when I start on the Dragon. Um, and if I get all the units done, and it's because obviously the target is Face Hammer, which is what, say, end of September, so, you know, uh, nine months away. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I could spend the next nine months painting Egrim because I don't know how long it takes to paint him, if that makes sense, whereas I kind of got an idea of, right, okay, if I get these ten horrors done, I get the blues done, get the brims done, get the rest of the Karakakalites done, do the enlightened and the screamers... I can, you know, if I've got three months, you know, if I, if that, if that leaves me with three months to paint Egrim, then I know I've got three months to paint him. If it leaves me with six months to paint him, then I know I've got six. Do you know what I mean? It just, it just allows me then to, oh, I can go as, I can go as crazy as time will allow on actually getting him done, you know? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, well, shall I talk about me? Whatever, what no. no, rubbish. Should we just crack on? Just... No, come on, talk about it. Go on, Matthew. Um, so I've been, I've really been making a strong effort to crack on with my Bone Reapers. Um, so I've got a couple of deadlines for this. Um, I actually want the army done as soon as possible within a reasonable time frame because I want to take it to events. Um, uh, we've also got Fetty 2 running, which is me, Chris, Paul, and Aaron working on our armies. So we've done the first month. Um, so we're actually going to have some blog posts going up about our first month instalments uh, next week. Um, so Vogue Motion has been done for a while now. Uh, I was quite happy to win a Games Workshop painting contest with him on Facebook as well. That's a nice, nice little treat. Yeah, I saw that. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was a nice little surprise. I, I kind of put him in um, and forgot about it. I think I did it late at night, uh, just laid in bed, um, and I think a few weeks later it just popped up. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, then I've not that exciting, but I finished off. I'm painting my Mortec Guard in fives, um, just because they're they're quite involved. I mean, going on with what Rob was saying, you know, it's I'm painting again. It's not my top level, but I'm I'm making the effort to paint some nice models. Um, so they do take the time, and I don't want to rush any aspects. But happy to get ten of those rounded out. Um, and it was a great example of getting feedback from you know people that are you know your peers if you would you know those people you hobby with um because initially my the banner bearer uh, he's got an embossed banner and i really wanted to push so all the all the fabric is like a white i want to kind of go for a linen look so i actually did the whole banner white um and didn't think any more of it but the guys when they saw it said you're going to do anything with the banner um so i was a bit reticent initially um but I thought, you know, we spoke about it and kind of thought maybe we can add red as the paint the icons red and uh, to kind of tie it with the armor. Um, but I did mention black because a final stage. So something I'm doing with the army is everything's going to be done. I'm going to share photos of everything as I go along. But the final stage for the army will be adding the sashimonos um, to a lot of the models. Um, and to be clear what those are, so sashimonos are like the Japanese uh, back back banners you get which are kind of like in an upside down l shape that you see samurai running around in so i'm going to add all those with freehand on as the, the final stage of the models so it's kind of an extra thing people won't see until the army's revealed um and i'm very lucky to i won't go into it too much depth because we could talk about an awful lot um i purchased a, a resin 3d printer um phenomenal thing I, I think everyone should have one 
really, really impressed. Uh, it's from a company called Ellie Goo. So I'd have an Ellie Goo Mars, um, and I'm having a lot of fun with that. So I can now 3D print my own Sashimono banners, which is pretty cool. Um, so, nice. I've, so I've got those yeah. done. Uh, so it was great. So I've got a character and 10 infantry done. Um, and then the next piece I wanted to tackle is you need to paint the bone type nexus. And talking about investing time into something, my God, that that model is a time sink. Um, everything, every single aspect, I think, took 24 hours longer, just as a general rule of thumb, than I expected because it's such a four-dimensional model. Obviously, it's not. It's 3D, but each it's just the simple fact that each part of it has four sides the the base is four sides the statue is four sides the little pylons around the outside are four sides and then you even get to the point where you go oh i just do these little capstones that that sit in the end of the columns oh no they've got they've got four sides as well it all just takes time um i mean a lot of people look at it and go god just painting those bone takes a lot of a lot of time and it, and it does and again it took more than i expected but everything it's it, and it's so massive as well i think it, i think it works out roughly 12 inches across it's a 12 inch square um so you can kind of see the size you've got and it, i really did have a conflict um while painting it of whether i do start cutting corners because it is the terrain piece you know it's it it isn't part of the army, um, but I'm glad that I didn't. I was really glad that I didn't. I don't know if you guys have done the same before, where you've kind of you've cut some corners on something, and you always end up regretting it. Yeah, I think for something that size, it'd be noticeable that it's you know it, it stands out, doesn't it? You can't ignore it when no. you just but when you it can't be hidden behind another model. It's the dom. <laughs> it's like it is the dominant feature of the army when it's displayed. So I think yeah, it's got to be. It doesn't necessarily have to. You're, you, be, you're all in. It's all or nothing, isn't it? With those, you I can either do a quick job and it's oh, it's just my terrain piece, or if you want to make it like a you know display because nothing not you know don't have to display those sort of things with your army if you put them up for noms and whatnot. But you know if you want to, it's kind of like. Right, I'm going to either do this or I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. So um, I, I've got it done. I'm still not. It's. I'm not 100%. I'd say it's 93% there in that it's done. But there's just some things I'm going to work on. Uh, the fade on the the black capstones. I just want to tidy that up a little bit. Add a bit more of a glow. Do a little bit of extra highlighting around the runes. Um, the the metallics on the sword just need a little bit of extra work so but that's something i can kind of do a little bit of as i work through the army um and it, it, i mean i will say painting bone reapers is love they're such nice models to paint uh really great you know really great well-defined detail uh, and interesting textures to do um and i've treated myself this month so i'm tackling catacross now um so he's all broken down into sub assemblies um i think he's definitely a sub assembly paint job I don't think that's always the case, but I think it is here. Um, and I'm actually... Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to get him done, uh, get him underway, because the thing that I was really worried about with the Nibotine Nexus is... And I think it's, in, it's a very interesting thing with the army overall. The actual Nexus itself, that the, the, the stone texture isn't on anything else in the army. No, oh, nothing right. else has that. 
which is really because that's the, what the, the like the stone. what the the blue the like the blue. So I painted it blue. So what I've done is yeah. I've, I, I kind of had a conversation with a couple of people about it. Um, and I've taken it. I think it was Ian and a couple of others initially talked about the candles on Vogmortion going for a, uh, a kind of a, a Sotek um, Dark Reaper mix. So I've done yeah. that and then I've worked up from that. So it actually in itself is a different colour to the rest of the army. But where Catacross starts coming in and where things like the, um, the Kavalos and things help is that they've got these small ruin pieces on them. Um, obviously, because Catacross's base is a massive great ruin where I can start, I can get, I can reintroduce that blue uh, yeah. and kind of work that into the overall army look. And that's what I'm going to do with the display board is that the buildings they'll be fighting through will have, again, have that, that blue represented in them. So not a main colour for the army, but it has to be a dominant colour on the terrain piece. So it feels very weird in the, a main part of the army, which is that terrain piece, which is fucking massive, as we mentioned. I've had to paint it a different colour. I could have painted it the same colour, but I don't think it would have worked. I think it would have overpowered everything else because there's elements on yeah. it that I'd need to do. So... It's, I mean, Catacross itself is, yeah, it's definitely a sub-assembly. Um, and what I mean by sub-assemblies is I basically based each of the characters that sit on the model individually. Um, and uh, just a, kind of a, a little tip, I suppose, um, if people do wonder sometimes about sub-assemblies, how you, how you attach things. So um, when you're thinking about sub-assemblies, when you're at the stage of clipping components off the sprues, um, bear in mind that you need something, you want something to hold on to. So rather than having to drill a pin, which is fine in a lot of models, if, say, for example, I've got, there's a little bone bird that sits inside a cage, which is two halves, so that's all separate. So the actual bird itself, where it was on the sprue, the point it attached on the sprue was its feet. So you can actually cut the sprue off to give you a little nubbin where it's still attached to the model, and then you can use that, you can blue tack or super glue that onto a base, and that means you've got that support to paint that piece separately. So it's just a small thing I don't think I've really heard many people talk about before, is when you're assembling the models, look to see what you can keep attached to the sprue, then clip off the sprue around around that to give you a little holding piece, which, yeah, you, can yeah. then, which you can then work around. It's something I've seen, I know people talk about it, but I haven't or really... Um, Heard anyone kind of mention it? That's, a, that's, that's actually a really good idea. I never really thought of that. It was naturally there a lot of the time. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's tricky. His shield, I totally took off because it's a big piece. Um, there was no way that anything, any one join would hold. Um, and painting it separately is really tricky because there's no point on it where you don't see it. So what I've actually had to do is drill part of the handle of the shield which he doesn't hold because he holds it at the top so the actual yeah. part where he puts his arm through um, i had to drill that uh put a pin through that and i know when i take that off i've then got to re-green stuff and then paint it all so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a lot of extra work but it it will be worth it and you won't really see it so i don't have to go too crazy on the paint scheme um but that's the bone reaper i'm super excited i'm super like i, I can't I'm so jealous of people who have their Bone Reaper armies and getting to play with them at the moment. Um, a severe case of jealousy, but sticking with it. Um, and then also, so another announcement we did this week. Actually, it might have been, no, sorry, last week. Well, no, it was, yeah, it was last week. 
um, was myself, um, Paul Buckler and Steve Foote. So all three uh, were prior winners of South Coast GT Coolest. We're running a kind of like a, a little uh, South Coast Coolest Club um, in the run up to South Coast. So South Coast GT is a big southern event. Um, it's run by Dan Heelan, uh, Russ and Wayne uh, over in Haven't. Um, so it's a big event, great big draw. Absolutely love it. And it's just there's kind of just been a thing of Coolest Army uh, the last few years. It's got its own specific award. Um, I did ask Mike last year's winner if he'd be interested but he's unfortunately not going to the event which is a shame so all three are going we're kind of in a little chat we're egging it's egging each other on uh, ben smith's come in as well um and he uh, he's doing some fantastic stuff with his caradron really really impressive he's really pushing the the boat out uh, get it caradron um jesus <laughs> so it's great so anyone listening as we said on twitter if you are going to south coast and you're interested in getting involved with the coolest competition let me know hit us up with dms emails whichever you can join the chat and we can share hobby we're keeping a lot in there um so for me i'm sharing a lot of what i'm doing with my army but the display board will be completely kept in in the chat with a couple of teasers um and just because you know you don't just want one project going on at any one time you need need at least two right um i'm gonna yeah. finish, i'm gonna finish yeah. off my cadget zan for um for south coast so my cadget zan are i've mentioned them before they're my goblin themed caradron uh, so they're all based on caradron models they're all converted heavily from caradron models um but with the new books out so that's exciting um i've got my first game with them tomorrow there's been some changes as well which is great because actually it's allowed me to go over a hurdle with the army because before the book arrived um i had i had to do like your battle line was three units of arcanauts you you can't get around that so i had to do another 10 unit of 10 arcanauts it's a lot of work both converting and painting um but now i can take my unit of 10 thunderers as one of my battle line options which is great so i've got two units of arcanauts done thunderers are done the only actual model I need left to do is I was originally going to do a Celestant Prime. So I could do like a Goblin Shredder suit, like this mechanical kind of buzzsaw equipped lever driven um, drop unit. But instead, I'm going to do um, what I'm calling my Grot Trek, which is Gotrex. But instead, I'm going to make him a Grot version. Um, give him some cool, oh, nice. some cool like um, additional um an exosuit kind of thing is my idea. Um, and then he, so he goes in the army nicely, rounds it out beautifully to 2000 points. So actual models wise, I've just got to do him. I'm upscaling my, um, my ironclad because I had to rush that for raw last year. So the ironclad itself, all the other, uh, the other bubbles, I don't know what they're called. They're all gone. So I made a great big balloon, um, over the top and I'm just going to upscale the color scheme on that. And also, the flight base is just a pain in the dick. I've got a problem with the boat. It doesn't join properly. So instead, what I'm going to do is something, a trick that other people do, is I'm going to use steel wire and uh, wind that round to make uh, repel lines. I'm going to have um, grots like coming down, that, down those on different stages and landing on the base. So the idea is they're all jumping off the boat. Um, so I think that should look nice. pretty cool as well. Um, it should yeah. kind of round the army out quite nicely. And then I'll be going... I mentioned it last year, but I'm going to fully do my cosplay costume as a as a grot trader. 
um, and um, make my trading stall and everything with the army display in there. So that that's the plan for South Coast. So it's hashtag South South Coast GT Callus 2020. Follow us on Twitter, um, and if you want to get involved, just give us a shout. Happily get you involved in the chat. But that's my imminent hobby. There's other little bits and bobs in the background. Really into Warcry at the moment, but I'll maybe mention that as we talk a little bit more about 2019. Um, any kind of final words we'll take a quick break there uh, if not and then uh, we'll get into our retrospective all good for me all good for me back in a minute And we're back. So we're going to do a little bit of a retrospective on 2019. Rob was kind enough to uh, just send through some suggestions. So I'll let him lead the way, Rob. What, what did you want to uh, – how did you want to break this down? Yeah, so um, obviously the uh, you know you, there's a lot of podcasts that um, hit around this time of year. And, you know, they, and rightfully so, you know, doing a year in review and, and, uh, and I'm, you know, it's great to hear, um, sort of everyone's different sort of opinions and, and their thoughts. And, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to, to sort of see how different people kind of react to the releases and get these sort of varied opinions. And I thought it'd be quite nice, even though, you know, there are a lot of these year review casts out there. It'd be nice to sort of get our sort of take on it as far as, you know, the, the angle of the podcast and, and, you know, again, going back to what you said at the beginning of the cast, actually sort of becoming a bit more focused in kind of what we talk about and stuff. And I think, you know, going over not just, you know, oh, I love that model or I thought that release was cool, really kind of perhaps do a bit more of a, have a bit more of a conversation about, you know, the, the models and themselves and, uh, and, and sort of the evolution of patch ranges because a lot of stuff's been updated recently. Um, and, and also then obviously have that lead on to what we think that means going forward and, and what we perhaps like to see in 2020. Obviously, there's been two releases in 2020 already. Um, and there's a, a massive teaser that came out a week or so ago. Uh, but yeah, I think just having a, be nice just to sort of have our, you guys, it'd be interesting for me to sort of hear your opinions on stuff that's been released and I think the, the listeners would appreciate it as well, you know. So, sure. yeah, with that, with that in mind, three categories. So I thought um, top three models of the year, top three releases, because I think there is a, you know, there, there is a difference there between yeah, model agreed. and releases. And, um, and then perhaps uh, top three things that we're looking forward to, not necessarily you know, doesn't have to be model releases. It could be other things. And I think, again, if we've got time, perhaps go through, you know, some, and, and maybe just one, touch on one thing that, you know, as hobbyists, what we've sort of either, either accomplished or feel like we've learned in 2020, in 2019 as well. Sounds great. So should we start with, um, top three models? What was your, yeah, go on. So what was your yeah. third? favorite model of 2019 me yeah um so it was quite difficult and there's a couple of honorable mentions there which we'll perhaps talk about but i think model it's a bit of a cheat but it's a bit of a catch it's a catch-all uh response but um i've got scribbled down here box set heroes um so And I think we've, I can't off the top of my head how many we've had. I'm sure we've, 
had the Sylvaneth one, we've had the Arch Revenant, we've had the the isn't the yeah, we've had the the guy from the Flesh of the Courts. Yeah, the Skaven guy with Doom Rocket. Who was the There was a Squid uh, Hero. Yeah. The Squid Hero was the Sylvaneth yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. um you've had obviously had the Ogre uh Tyrant and Vox. you've had your boy as well. Vox. So uh and yeah, we've, and we've now had the Magister on disc and the Engineer in in the new suit. Dirigible suit, yes. So I think, and I, and I don't know if you guys agree, I know it's a bit of a cheat because you're sort of picking up, what is it, 12, yeah, 12 models there. It's, it's a bit of a cheat. <laughs> but it's more about, um, as I said, again, I said off air, the, the models are awesome and it's a great way of uh, bringing you know, breathing life into certain ranges, especially with the rules and, and stuff like that. I, I don't know too much about uh, any of the rules really of them, but I know that little things like the, um, the especially the having a a guy in Caradron Overlords that makes your Endrin Riggers and Sky Wardens battle line, which means you can, not from a, you know, I'm not looking at a competitive standpoint, but just from, you know, how different an army can look. Um, you know, and having things like that, and and the ogre, the other one that stood out to me, funnily enough, was the the ogre. Oh yeah, um, it's really good. Yeah, and it what the reason it kind of stood out to me was a lot of um, model models uh, or ranges are getting kind of like the AOS treatment, as a, you know, sort of like the you know sort of a bit more zany or you know they're a bit bit more over the top than standard fantasy, but. It really harkens back to like that sort of the tyrant kind of man eater style with all the different trophies and stuff, and the fact that he's got like stormcast bits on him and all the rest of it. I just felt that that was a really good bridge from you know, the ogre, ogre players. You know, must must be loving that in, from a modeling from a model standpoint because it creates that bridge of the old old, old world to the new almost for me. Um, and I guess you could sort of say the same for others, but that that one really stood out as being, I think, probably my probably my favourite out of a lot of them. Um, the the Sylvaneth guy is pretty cool as well, and I like the fact that they um, they didn't just give him wings. They, you know, that's a spite on the back of him, isn't it? That I think. Yeah, it's an actual bug on his damage, back. He actually loses the when he takes a wound. He actually loses the sprites. The first thing to fuck off. Ah, oh, right, okay, cool. But, the, the, but that's you know that, that's just an interesting, you know, especially from a modelling perspective. You know, I I I, I was going to do some um, uh, when I was doing my my wood elf army or whatever you want to call it. Um, I was going to do do some. Um, what are the flying stormcast dudes called? The prosecutors. Prosecutors, but do like some of those, but in um, like have flying tree revenants. Um, and that was before this model was ever released. But I was gonna, I was trying to hunt down more uh, a- a- aerial wings for them to use. Obviously, they'd be a bit bigger now. But it'd be, um, I was thinking, I don't know. Uh, Adam Kunis has done a conversion using um, he sort of denergled the plague drone wings, um, which is kind of cool. And you know, that was kind of an idea that I had floating around. And then they released this dude. So, you know, it's nice to sort of see, you know, Rob just stick a couple of wings on him. They've they've used the narrative to kind of do that. And with the sprites and stuff, It's I think that's, I don't know, maybe babbling, but I think that's quite cool. Um, and just like the Magister as well on the disc. 
he's pretty cool just with the how dynamic that is. Yeah. Um, I just think that that's awesome. Great um, So I don't know what you guys that's think great. about that. It's a sh- shame they haven't released any of them to buy separately, but as we said before, it's, you know, it is a way of them yeah, flogging I, I, extra I, kit. Like. I do feel like just on I, – I, I get what you mean. I think you could have put that into – releases but you know whatever yeah um I'm sorry, sorry. I, that's right you, you can <laughs> i'm not going to judge you too harshly but no, i get what you're what you're getting at i mean from a release point of view i would like to think you know these box sets are limited runs they come out move on to the next one i'd like to see those characters released individually by the time the next one comes out that makes sense the fact you still can't get an arch regent which is a very popular choice in a fac army outside of that is just it's just silly just flat out silly um and he makes the scalpers on ebay loads of money but no i agree with you i think it's i don't but i do love the fact that we're getting these extra characters um in these box sets um i just wish it was something that everyone i i always like everything to be accessible to everybody yeah yeah um yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's more it's just the the fact that the gw is in a position where they're comfortable enough to you know, have have this thing that probably someone's done. Gone all, you know, I don't really like the look at that, and and be able to afford as a company to to do it. And obviously, it's offset by the fact that people are are buying loads of boxes and they always sell out, and they know that they've got a hit on their hand. It helps them shift product that might not necessarily be selling at the time as well. So it is a good business decision from them. Um, but yeah, I thought just as a, maybe I should have got it in releases, but I think they, if you want to say. Uh, a model then i think um the ogre the ogre tyrant is is one of, is probably my third favorite for the year good choice he was in my contention um ian what about yourself what was your third so my third is the modeler kit and it's the cypher lords from warcry uh which are okay. the um zinchi looking martial arts inspired warband i'm looking at um, them right now and i think they are really well done they got that kind of oriental like martial arty feel without being anywhere near stereotypical they got the hints of zinch but nothing too overt and there's and the the how dynamic the poses are and the sculpts and how they they're almost quite um they hold in the the weapons with quite delicate precision yeah in the way it's i think it's like a remarkable kit and how it's actually been sculpted i think um, the i think the warcry warbands overall i think are a fantastic example of how unique gw can be when they go to town on a concept yeah Agreed. definitely it's very um it's very it reminds me of, an, of a similar feeling to when i first like years and years ago when you seen the necromunda gangs for the first time where everything is yeah. so, like, you know, they've taken the concepts and just kind of like the, um, they've got the, the the idea behind them and they focus on one idea and make them unique for that idea. Yeah. But um, it's quite interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what else they do for Warcry. But, yeah, the Scythe Laws were the pick of the bunch for me um, just because of the, yeah, just the, the yes, just the martial arts type Causes. It reminded me of. Um, it's kind of weird. It reminded me of non-GW range. It reminds me of Malifaux models. Yeah, that kind of yeah. Or um, yeah, just you know, just non. It's kind of similar to. Um, 
like the what's it called the rogue trade the box set was just like a load of random stuff yeah where it just looked it felt like somebody just goes oh yes yeah do almost like almost a it's like somebody's got to sketch like do what you want to the sketches yeah absolutely. Um, but yeah i think they're brilliant i think they're really really good i agree that's a good choice um well for myself i went for the keeper of secrets oh. um haven't painted one yet uh, I've now built two. I built a keeper and shellaxi. I went for the keeper over shellaxi. Um, I'm not a big fan of the 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 hair on shellaxi. I think it looks a bit fake. Um, but over, I mean, that is just the scale of that model. I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting them to release these massive, great keepers of secret. Um, you know, they are such impressive models, and I think the design aesthetic is brilliant. Um, you know the actual just this there's such a simple pose i mean i think gw for a while and they still do it every now and again they go a bit too dramatic with the poses i think with some of their models um and it puts me off a bit um but the slanesh ones could have been crazy um pose wise but there's just this simple one foot in front of the other striding forward um partial cloak billowing out behind them kind of the claws held out at an angle behind them just just fantastic i think instantly an iconic uh an iconic new model from gw yeah and yeah. it might might appear later on the list again <laughs> um so i'll argue I, I, I might give might have to give my thoughts on that sure. later maybe and, and it's also been i mean from uh something that kind of i I, it, it made top three on my list is the fact that it's seeing how people have approached painting this model. I mean, Slanesh is popular, it's very good. There's plenty of decent tabletop level painted keepers, um, but the top end, the, the nicely painted ones are fantastic. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll skip that because we know it's good, possibly might be coming up again in a minute. Um, so, Rob, what was your what was your second choice? Um, well, it's uh, well, it's not cheating because it is, it's a, it is a li- your own bloody list. <laughs> well, I made the rules tonight. Um, so you have to the, call you uh, Joris my... Bonson. <laughs> oh, don't for God, please no. <laughs> um, is the Chaos Warriors? So, right. uh, and no. I could have gone with the the, the whole. Uh, rel- I mean, the start collector. No, you set. couldn't have gone with that. Um, I, I couldn't set. have gone because that's a release. Um, but specifically, the Chaos Warriors. I know um, that. People have, have you know, sung their praises on, on other podcasts or how much they love them. And I agree with uh, the majority of thoughts on them is that, well, all of them really, because they've all sung their praises. But I think just the way that they've taken the Chaos Warriors, like the design of the classic Chaos, well, the classic, but the, the, the previous Chaos Warrior box set, which obviously you know designed for old fantasy you had to rank up and all the rest of it so they're all sort of stood there with their elbows to their to their rib cages just sort of trudging along they're taking that same design but just you know they just made them just just so dynamic um and obviously they they're very um i i haven't got my box set yet and uh but I saw one, saw the set in the flesh uh, a couple of days ago at my local game store. And it was one thing, and it was something that Gary Hennessy said uh, a few years ago with the Shade Spire release. And it was with the guy um, uh, from the Stormcast set, the one that's holding the two-handed hammer. And he said about how the figure looks like, he looks like he's carrying something heavy. 
and he looks like he's a big dude. Do you know what I mean? The way he sort of hunched and just the way that the, he's not just stood there walking forward. There, there's even though he's not like full on running or on a, on a big sort of action pose, very similar to what you said about the keeper actually. Um, just just the way it's sculpted and the way that it's, they're proportioned just gives them so much sort of presence and weight almost. They look like big armoured warriors and the way that they're posed, you know, they're not jumping over blooming fences or flying through the air. Um, and, the, you know, the, the models have real, not physical weight to them, but the, their presence has a lot of weight, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, re- I really like them. They're not hyper dynamic, um, no. but um, the, the the movement. It's, it's in the, context, isn't it? It's in their yeah. con. It's, it's it's relative to what they would actually be. It's as dynamic as they would ever be in real life. You know, they wouldn't be jumping all over the place. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely agree. Yeah. So, Ian, then go on. Then, what was your number two? So, my number two, partially based on nostalgia, because it's a re-sculpt of an old model, is uh, Jane's R. From the, um, it was released in one of the box sets for 40k. Correct. Yeah. And now I he's think, breaking the rules because I didn't realise we're doing 40k, but never mind. Well, it, <laughs> he did well, just he didn't, say font models. He didn't specify, so yeah, you need to be tighter with your rules design. We're work. an AOS podcast, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. People can appreciate you liking a model from 40k. It's fine. 40, some yeah, 40k, well, I some 40k I, almost I, made my list. Oh, it would have made my list. It would have made second on my list. Well, too late. Too late. Um, I think it's a... It's just really good. It's just... Compared to the... The old model was metal and ridiculously top-heavy with with the the hair it had. And the, the new model has taken that design and it's made it more graceful and elegant and dynamic and it looks like it's moving forward at speed going to chop some poor fucker in half and screaming and flinging its three-pronged whirly blades of death at somebody um yeah i just love it i think it's really really good um something that it makes it just reinforces seeing this kind of sculpt reinforces why gw are the industry leader because i can't imagine any other company doing it mm. Sure. Um, because I'm, it's just I'm not a f- I'm not a fan um, oh, I think but I think that's more it's a personal choice because I didn't really like Jane's R to start with I didn't like the sculpt or the idea of the model so seeing a new version of that was a bit like eh, whatever I, I found yeah. new versions of Incubi far 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 more interesting uh, but I can understand why you like it it was a good good explanation um, uh, so for myself I did spit Spick. I did uh, stick to um, AOS. Uh, I've got no 40k stuff in my lists. To be honest, actually, because I think AOS for me topped it out a lot. Um, but in a similar vein to Ian, I actually went with an um, Warcry Warband, and I actually went for the Splintered Fang uh, as my oh. my my choice out of the two. Now I do really like Cypher Lords. I've actually got a unit, uh, a box set of Cypher Lords built, right, sat in front of me to paint at some point because uh, I have been enjoying Warcry as a game. Um, but the Splintered Fang for me is just, uh, just oh, being a fan of like the Conan movies and basically having a faction which is, you know, Thorsa Doom's Court of Set, the Warband. Um, yeah, just, 
the 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 poses the models in there are fantastic you've got um you've got like the hopperlite shield spear uh venom blood i think he is um very much reminiscent of um um He's also got hints of kind of Sparta and 300 in there. Um, the actual, just the normal, they call them clear bloods, just the normal infantry guys are beautiful, absolutely stunning models. Um, then, and all the models have little bite marks on them as well, where obviously they've been bitten by snakes as part of their initiation oh, awesome. uh, ritual as well. Um, you've got like the Retaria style kind of spear and gladiatorial vibe it's just again it's they've taken conan they've taken kind of 300 they've they've chucked in some gladiator stuff in there as well i mean it just yeah just ticks all the boxes for me um, they're, they're, they're definitely my favorite as well yeah. i think this has been fine and, and the one thing about the war cry war bands which you know uh, again i'll i'll go on when we, later um but yeah there's some there's especially the Splintered Fang, there's an element in there that hints at things to come, which is one of the reasons why they might be in my cool. release. Well, um, I'm, I'm, weirdly, I'm fairly indifferent to those ones. Are you just I, saying I'm, that because I just said I didn't like Jane Zar? No, no, no. Is this no, it? You're I, I, get all email I like, about it now. <laughs> no, I like some of them, but right. not all of them. Okay. The guy with, I don't, I think the guy with the net looks quite. Almost 2D. I don't know. I'm seeing it in the flesh, but yeah, I'm just not. Yeah, it looks, it looks quite it looks quite flat to me. Opinions but, yeah, are like just assholes. Not Everyone has them. Yeah, yeah. You know, unless they've been bagged. Well, I suppose they're technically still still got yeah. assholes if they've been bagged. You guys know what bagged is? Nice. No, it's a I don't new, think I want to. It's a new thing that uh, drug dealers do to people who earn money. They stab them in the arse with a knife. So basically, I have, uh, have to have a colostomy bag for the rest of their life. It's called bagging. You've been bagged. Cheery thoughts. Nice. Yeah. Yes, I'm right. I like to explain, explain these things. Um, yeah. So come on then, Rob. Big, big, big fanfare. No surprise. It's, it's, the, uh, it's, it's the keeper. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bellacor. You should no, have Bellacor, done top three models of 2019. Bellacor ascended. Yeah, Bella yeah, the ever chosen. Yeah. Uh, we should have done, but no, it's it's the keeper, and for for everything that you said, and um, you know, it's a wonderful model. I think it it's got that again. Going back to what we said about the what I mentioned about the Chaos Warriors, and what you know, even it's funny that you mentioned it about Jane Zara as well. Is it's just that sort of presence, and that how it how it um, kind of uh, sort of emotes that kind of the 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 sort of the movement in in the character and and the just grace to it as well isn't yeah it? it's just yeah. It's, it's it's uh it's very 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 well done and and again you, you, you know if you'd asked a hundred um you know aos fans or even slanesh fans what they thought the new keeper of secrets was going to look like i would be very surprised if anyone sort of came close to just you know, maybe the design because obviously it's got, still got the four limbs and all the rest of it, but just the way, yeah, just the more more the pose than anything, just the way it's looking around and all it's the rest quite, of it. It's, it's weirdly, it's, it's quite a sinister pose. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's quite. It looks just when you look at it, it looks like an evil model. Yeah, it's like and, it's looking down on um, you. It's looming. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, it's got the. It feels like it's impending violence. 
Yeah. And and like yeah. I think someone said it's uh, you know and you know, a lot of them are taken in sort of twos and threes, aren't they, in lists at the moment and it'd be nice, you know, to have you know, just one you know, to see an army on display with just one and you know, being surrounded by demonettes and all the other things that were going on. Um, just having one there, I think, you know, especially in a lot of the artwork in the of the models in the Headlights of Slanesh battle tome, just seeing that one sort of being, you know, five times taller than anything else on the battlefield, just striding through it, sort of almost like looking at his, even if it, it's almost like it's looking at his own army in contempt as well, not just mm. the enemy. It's just like just everything is beneath it. I just, it's, you know, it's how I walk into my local GW, Matthew. <laughs> I just, just contempt all you fucking nerds. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't. I don't go into my local games. Well, I do. I do. Sorry, Luke. You're such an um, you're such an entitled white cis male. Yeah, no, fucking not. Um, but no, it, it, I, I think that you know, again, the, the the release might make an appearance, but on the on the on the list in a minute. But I think it was a it was a hard choice, and you know, I, I think if we were going 40k as well, I think Mephiston would have made my second number two. Um, over the chaos, I would have slot them in instead of the Chaos Warriors, but I thought I'd get that one in. Cool. Um, so, so you've cho- but yeah, so you've cho- the keeper. Does that mean you've stopped the rules and chosen four, Rob? No, no, no. You had to no, drop no. it in, didn't you, Ian? Just, yeah. yeah. I had to get it in. Right. Go on then, Ian. What was your, what was your number one? So my... Take that shit. Now, what's your piss? <laughs> um, it is the Mangler Squigs oh. from... Okay. The Gloom Spite release, okay. uh, which I I like Squigs anyway, which is obviously no. Plus. So see it a plus. So seeing this kit being released was always going to be a good thing. Seeing the improvements made from the old kit. So in compared to the is, old fighting cast is, one, where, where do is, you if you had to rate both of them out of ten? Uh, the old fine cast one, yeah. maybe at a push one. One out of um, ten. Yeah, this wasn't great. Um, is, is the one was it, was you like Squigs? Yeah. Um, Sorry to butt in, but was the was the old Mangler Squig kit? Ever, was it always only ever fine cast? Yeah, or, yeah it was. Yeah. It, it yeah. was only fine cast. They couldn't make right. it metal. No, I was going. Well, no, yeah. that's what I was going to say. If it was, if I never saw a metal one, but if they'd managed to make that out of metal, then. Yeah, would have deserved so, to be a bit, a bit more than the one. But. So I'd probably use pay- that over my dreadnought in a sock as the one of the most deadliest. <laughs> the forty k chaos spiky dreadnought with forge in a sock is the deadliest Warhammer model. Also, um, yeah, it was. I painted. The, I painted one of the old ones, and it was like polishing a turd. It was just. It was just awful. To it was just flat and just didn't. None, none of the. The, the description of the model versus the actuality of what it looked like was chalk and cheese. But what they've done with the new one is that they've made it, it looks like they, the squigs are angry, wild, the goblins are almost in control, but not quite. And I've put together one of these kits and the engineering involved is just ridiculous um, because the, the points of attachment are, there's only two or three but there's huge like gaps in between them so everything's based off the chains and the goblins hats and their arms and all sorts um so yeah i think it's just a it's a remarkably well done kit which is very true to the background looks amazing and 
yeah, and a massive improvement of what was there before. So yeah, cool. it, it is it really, is great, really good. It is a great model. It is a great model. Um, so for myself, I mean, you guys, you fucking screwed the pooch on this one, didn't you? Don't know what your number one choices were doing because we all know it's the number one. It's Catacross. No, but like. Your your guys' choices just pale in comparison. I mean, did you forget Catacross was released this year? Were no, you no, no. overwhelmed no. by his splendor? Not really, no. Uh, it's, no. it's it's an amazing model. Um, ev- everything about it, I absolutely love. Um, I mean, I think I also love the fact that it's the the background and the rules for the model wrap it up in such an amazing package. This idea that he is Catacross the undefeated. Um, but he's only undefeated because of a technicality because the last time we met Sigmar, Sigmar destroyed him, but because the, the bone masons made him a completely new body, technically nobody's beaten him in this body. So he's undefeated. Um, the rules with the fact that the attendants die as the battle goes on. Um, and he, he basically steps off, you know, you're worthy of, uh, of fighting Catacross. Then you add the elements of the of the model itself. I mean, there's just just yeah. There's nothing for me that even comes close to the grandeur of that that model, that setup, that idea of having this command piece that's so you know we talk about movement, but there's no movement. You know, the, it's just such a stationary piece of amazingness. It's just a statue that you can just put on the battlefield and intimidate your opponents with. I think it's just. For me, it's something GW hasn't really done, and now we can see they're doing it going forward because we've got the... uh, As much as I strongly dislike Sisters of Battle from day one to now, you know, they're they're taking that... I've I've tried to avoid all of it, but they've got the um, the procession or whatever it is, which is very much of a similar ilk to to, um, to Catacross. But yeah, he's he's my choice. He's my man. Uh, People have already started calling him Matacross. You know, if people want to take that going forward then of course you're very welcome um, but he will be you'll be seeing me using him an awful lot in 2020 that's for sure so he was my number one Do you know yeah and i'd like to uh, you know it, it's so I, maybe because i haven't seen the model or maybe because i'm not that sort of um you know the range of, of the, the release doesn't sort of get me going but uh it is an awesome model and it it reminds me of um what you said about the whole diorama thing and it's something that it's similar to, but has been expanded on quicker than, um, it reminds me of Mar- the Marathi release, um, because it's a new way of displaying a model. Yeah. Um, now obviously Games Workshop haven't, they haven't lent into that mechanic, um, that they, they did with Marathi. And, you know, obviously they, you've already seen it in the, the sisters, uh, release with the tribute to St. Catherine. And, yeah, it's it's quite from a converter's point of view it's quite an interesting thing to sort of it opens up that other doorway of uh, well actually the marathi thing you couldn't really do because you couldn't really emulate with anything else because there's nothing that has that rule set um however with the cat uh, cross and and sort of these sort of like mini dioramas it you know it is something you can you know rather than just having a having a base that's you know over the top or you know it has other elements on it you know you can you know just it gives you a bit more scope to to sort of potential conversions which i quite like 
Um, and it's, it's something that's made me, uh, the, always the thought of my, my Nurgle conversion for, um, the centerpiece for the Nurgle part of the Archeon army being found near the Reaper. It was always going to be him on his, on his thrones from the fluff. He half dies in the Battle of Kislev and he gets taken back to the Chaos Waste. They put him on his throne and that's where he stays. He becomes a demon prince and he's, he's there on his throne. And it was always, I'd all represent that in, in the battlefield and, it was going to be like a, a big palaquin and Nurgle. Um, rather than having Nurglings holding it up, it'd be uh, plague bearers. Um, still might do something like that, but it's it's quite nice to sort of think, well, I could just do him on a throne. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Like and and have like you know the you know he's going to use a similar he's going to use the Rotigus or the Great Unclean rule set, and it'd be quite cool to have like other things on that base representing. Like the uh, some of the rules of Rotigus, maybe um, you know, and and it just opens up a little bit more of a doorway into sort of ideas, which I you know, which I do appreciate the model for. Uh, I'll probably you know, I'll, I'll see I'll probably see a lot of him over the weekend. I think he's amazing, and wonder why he didn't make my list. But um, I think you've sung his praises enough. So yeah, it's a, I know it's a good, well. good yeah, Matt across the undefeated. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so we move on to top three releases of 2019. So we'll see. And Rob's probably chosen single models for all of these. Um, <laughs> we'll start with number three. Should we mix it up? Ian, what was your what was your number three for releases? Um, I my number three is the Shadow Spear 40k box set, which was um, AOS podcast, mate. Yeah, but it's good. I liked it. I thought it was good, um, mainly because of the chaos stuff. I thought there was lots of interesting stuff in there, um, and the this, the Prime Harvest was quite good as well. Quite interesting with it, kind of the psycho especially. So yeah, um, I agree. It's a lot generally in, good. There's, with... there's a lot in that box set to be to be fans of. New chaos aesthetics, as you said, new marine aesthetics. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I think it was, it was, it's, it was it's quite. Un- a, uh, sorry, gone. Um, it's just quite unusual to see a that style because. It was quite unusual to see that style of release because normally that you only see that in a new edition, yes. like two whole new armies. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of yeah, just kind of a new, it's unusual, and it's kind of yeah, I just like the aesthetic of it all. Um, there's not much. I think I, yeah, pretty much like everything in the box. Uh, the chaos stuff, especially, I thought was um, like the little spider dude. Yeah, liked him. Brilliant. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, it's good. I mean, the, the, the chaos side of it is almost like a quadruple whammy. You had the reimagining, well, sort of triple whammy actually, because you had the reimagining of the the sort of the the, the standard chaos warrior, um, sort of chaos warrior, sorry, the chaos space marine um, redone into sort of brought in line, and the obliterators as well, which you know were extremely old kit alongside the chaos space marines and it was kind of hinted at that sort of new aesthetic was hinted at in the dark vengeance box set which was almost five or well, five years ago maybe i think now or even longer than that and um you know obviously you had the new brand new character as well which you know obviously again we've touched on they do with the box sets but also lean into the the, the demon engine uh thing and, and release another demon engine sort of go along with your forge fiends and your Mall of Fiends and Hell Drakes and stuff. It was a, it was a very very good release. That this, um, yeah, good to see and you know bad and along with it and the other bits and bobs. That dude, that Dark Mechanicum guy on the back of his yeah. mount was a pretty cool release as well. So yeah, they were they were very cool. 
brilliant yeah. well I'll, I'll go next and for me it was um going slightly back to something which was um for me it was slanesh um i think the reason for me is um we went from an army that existed in aos and that was being used um so mike wilson being an example of that someone who was using the old school aos um slanesh army um so some great themes there um but the re-release of slanesh allowed us to see the new keeper which we've already praised but we we got like a mega whammy of great releases and it was for me it was the first example of here's something that existed before and we're really going to make it its own fully fleshed army and i know we had this with daughters but with something like slanesh where there were already a couple of units um more than just witch elves and cauldrons um so for us to get new fiends which again i love fiends i mean i'm gonna i'm doing a slanesh army um and it's gonna be a nice tabletop one but it's gonna have fiends in it that's what i'm probably running because i want fiends six Three fiends, six fiends, whatever. Fantastic models. Um, they actually almost pipped out the Keeper of Secrets for my number three, but that is what it is. But then we've got the, the Contorted Epitome. We've got a new mask. We've got the Endless Spells. We've got the Terrain feature. we got the Kipper itself. we got Celesque. we got so much from that release that fleshed out the Slanesh army massively. Um, so for me, Slanesh was just something that I was looking forward to. Um, and it was a release that did not disappoint, personally. Um, so that's my choice. It, uh, Rob, what was your number three? So number three was the was Warcry. Um, so the main reason being, again, it gave GW the opportunity to release stuff that it and so this this goes this will be echoed in a, in another pick later on, but it gave them a real opportunity to lay some groundwork on future narrative and future releases. Um, you know, with you know these sort of being able to see what it's not what you know it's a bit of a cliche thing what it's like to live day to day in the Age of Sigma, but you know these cults and these war bands and you know the background to them and, and all the rest of it really gave us, uh, you know, an insight into, you know, what will be things going forward, you know, what the different releases are going to be. But as well as that, having things like, like you got, there's a chaos dwarf in one of the war bands. There's yes. a chaos, there's a chaos elf in one of the, in one of the war bands, you know, you've got all the, yeah, chaos saga, you've got the, you know the the stuff that's yet to be released, which is the the new um, Myrmidon Thermaturge and the Mind Stealer Sphinx, is it? Yeah, um, you've got the, the monsters. Well. Yeah, the Cyclops. Is it the the, the Cyclops, Cyclops dude? Yeah. And, um, and you know they're they're, they're all great. And it, again, it's uh, sort of similar to the the boxer characters. It's, it gives GW the opportunity to push the narrative forward without having to have a mega massive release like Slanesh, um, you know, it, it, it can hint at stuff that's to come. It can build on the background. It, you know, it, it really, it, these little sort of releases, you know, within Warcry can really help flesh out the world. And, you know, it, obviously we're going to get great miniatures along with that. So I just think for more of a, an impact on the overall AOS landscape, as well as the miniatures themselves, which are all fantastic. Um, and, you know, seeing them when 
was up at the uh, the um, open day when on the when Walker was released and been able to see all the stuff up close in the cabinets and talk to the designers and see all their sort of concept sketches and how it all evolved. Um, it was really really cool and and it was great to sort of see some of these ideas and you sort of think well they you know they could well, that's a great sketch of a character. And, you know, that, that might be something that we see going forward. You know, you never know. So, yeah, it was, I think Warcry was probably, was was definitely up there for me. So that's why I made my number three. Great. Well, I'm not going to add anything else to that because that may well be popping up on one of my lists. <laughs> um, so that rounds out the third place. Um, so, Ian, yeah. what was your number two? So my number two release was the contrast paints and the expansion of the paint range um which i thought was the i just added new colors always a good thing so the lots of um lots of purples and burgundies and like the weird mid-tones that you would have to be mixing um which is quite good and the contrast range the more i've used them the more i like them um so i think it's fantastic for people wanting to paint quickly uh but also for quite technical painting they're really good as well um just needs sort of um what's that word experimentation with experimentation like your like your time at university you told me about that with the with the boys and everything um yeah yeah cool yeah Yeah, that's a good show very much so um yeah i think it's um i think it's yeah it, it is good um i haven't come across i haven't used all of them yet but i haven't used a bad one as as to date um, they kind of they quite good for just just being sounds really bad, but just doing odd. It just gives a different feel to areas of the model. Yeah, creating different um, textures with them. I think is, yeah, so it's quite like creating different textures easily. Yeah. So it's not time intensive. I did it. Um, I tried it. Just putting some of the black um, black Templar. I think the name is. Um, did it on the blade of um, like a stone knife that the prophets hold in sure. to give it like an, an obsidian feel yeah. and works really nicely. Um, I'm not sure if the overall look of it works for the model, but that's not to say that the contrast paint did a bad job. No. Um, but yeah, I think they're, I think they're good and I think it's um, really excited to experiment and more in the future good solid choice ian number two that was my number two ian so rob fuck's sake i just blend you two together yeah miscellaneous <laughs> rob ian generic <laughs> nerd generic nerd ian ian um so Re- yeah Re- oh the... no ian johnson oh damn no um so my second one it's kind of there is one specifically but um, I've got here scribbled down consolidation battle tomes. Okay, yeah, uh, good shout. So um, yeah, I think and and specifically cities of Sigma because uh, I think that probably gives the, the best scope for various different modelling opportunities and armies and everything. But again, it's GW laying sort of consolidating all your monthly loans into one affordable repayment. <laughs> um, by but by doing that and and you know obviously it tightens everything up from a gaming perspective and you know creates combos that people can use to be really good on the tabletop but i think from a modeling standpoint you know you can see it with 
you know, with loads of people on Twitter that are sort of you can you can come up with these armies that are more unified. Um, you know, even with things like you know Ian doing his boat, you know, the the, the shaman um, and tying that in with the the squig skin cloak that matches his squigs, um, and he can still have an effective army on the board. You know, by having mixed destruction, for want of a better word, and you know, I, th- I just think. Um, you know, the neatening up, but also the opportunity that then gives GW to push on. So, you know, um, and it'll be something that I cover off in what I look forward to in this year. But, um, you know, like you could have like hammer hole units, like, a, you know, a special character that's, uh, you know, something from perhaps some of the, I haven't read much of the AOS books, but maybe a character from hammer hole that they release or a specific unit that, um, you know, helps. You know, if you're running a, a hammerhole list, you've got this unit, and you can then, you know, who knows, a couple of years down the line, that there'll be a hammerhole book or a, a grey water fastness book, or you know, like they don't have to be full releases; they can be supplements or you know, part of a narrative book that you see that they're doing in 40k at the moment. Um, hopefully, the the new ever chosen one, um, the narrative. I can't remember what the name of it is, but hopefully that starts. To, no, there's like um, an archaeon based narrative campaign uh, book. Battle for the All Points, something like that. Realm War, yeah, Realm Gate. Yes, it's, it's with your it's with your boy Matt uh, Cross yeah. uh, versus Archeon. Yeah, <laughs> but that you know, but having stuff like that, but hopefully not just being you know, doing what 40k are doing and just release one miniature to go along with it. That's yeah. the the bro from that army. Do you know what I mean? Or you know whatever and. and it just means more cool models, more cool modeling opportunities. And I think, you know, the, the they, well, apparently they, they do really well in the game as well. So they become popular armies by that virtue as well. So I think, yeah, consolidation books were num- my number two. Yeah, great choice. Uh, so moving on to my number two, <laughs> um, I, this might surprise some people um, because those who have known me uh, know I've been massively enthusiastic about the bone reapers release but they have made my number two um i think for me i I think i'm a bit um uh i think they really meant a lot to me to the bone reapers because i was really looking for an aos army um to kind of make to to kind of throw myself behind um and i was at a point where i was hoping it was deepkin uh, as we were doing the deepkin reveals and i was like oh my god there's going to be a sea elf Cthulhu-y army and I came to like it further down the road but initially the release left me very disappointed it wasn't what I was what I was looking for whereas the Bone Reapers um, as soon as I start getting a glimpse of these models and the theme that was coming up I was just I was all in um, and seeing the full models and seeing how they very similar to the Warcry sets there are this mishmash of well not a mishmash i think that that does them no justice they're a perf in my eyes they're a perfect storm they're an amazing concoction they're like a recipe that just works for this totally unique gw army of new death warriors they're not there was a lot of talk of them being oh well they're just gonna be death stormcast and although they have these similar traits it's a it's a, it's a twisted kind of warped version Everything from the background to, to the mod. There's not a model in the release I don't like. 
um the harvester i wasn't such a fan of until i got the kit in my hands and then just fell in love with it so my number two was definitely the bone reapers top to bottom fantastic yeah it's cool that you've you've got um really like envious of you and i've probably got only got a couple of months to wait until i i have my time in the sun i think um yeah, going. We'll, we'll talk a bit about my favourite release of the year in a bit, but I th- it's, it's nice to hear have some hear you have something that you know, like you like the whole range. You really want to sort of enthusiastic about getting them painted on the table, and yeah, it must be it must be nice, man. Yeah, it's really good, really good. I just I'm so desperate to. I don't want to rush because I want to do a nice job, but I'm gagging to get the army <laughs> going. You know, um, awesome. So I think that makes up our number twos. Um, yep. So, Ian, what was your number one? Uh, my number one was the Gloom Spite release. Yeah, you're such, um, a, you're such a little grot bag, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always, it's always do good to remember have... Grot, do you remember grot bags? Yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, that was a weird TV programme, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. Um, but it's nice to have... It. It's quite nice to have a... GW release where um, one of the models is tripping off his tits on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, true, so, true. So yeah, but I thought yeah. all the all the models they released were excellent. Yeah, um, there's not a, there's not a bad one in there really. It's is a bit, there? It was a bit weird having everything lumped in together, um, rather than split it up into. Um, it's kind of the opposite of the consolidation that Rob was talking about. Yeah, um, I think it's where it's kind of it's. Well, I can understand it, but um, it doesn't. So the, I always thought that the, so perhaps it's a hang-up from the old world, but the night goblins and the spider right, and the forest goblins, they live in different, they're not the same. Yeah, agreed. But, um, um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's it was, obvious it's great because it's, yeah. I mean, you look at how rapid the releases have been for AOS, since these yeah. consolidated books have come out and they're just brilliant because they get different armies different people different collections on the table which i'm all up for yep yeah so that was my number one oh, i thought it was great brilliant mm-hmm. um rob hello what was your number one uh surprise surprise it was slanesh um Ooh, number one eh yeah, so uh, just again, like just to echo what you said, and we'll, so I won't go on too much because I know we're running over. But um, again, it was always one of those. It wasn't quite the top to bottom release that, like you know, like a completely reimagining of a line because there were a lot of elements that were already there, and we'd kind of been drip fed a little bit with the themes and the and rapturous um, from the from the sort of Christmas just before Christmas the, in oh, yeah, 2018 that's something else as well in, uh, that's, that's in your release Wrath, Wrath and Ruin that was 2018 um, yeah was it? so uh, yeah. yeah it was, it was the year before so um, it's kind of like yeah I mean as, the, the models were amazing and to, yeah okay your thought the, the, your sentiment the themes they're, they're probably my second favourite model out of the release because I think they're amazing um but yeah, the, the, the whole thing, and, and just the fact that you know, perhaps you know, they, they weren't my my very sort of first love of the game. They know that now those are coming along soon. So um, yeah, the the, the Sinesh release, the, the keeper, the um, Seleski, you know, again one of those models where it's a different take on a model where you're having two 
you know, two things on the base almost. And that, again, from a modeling standpoint, that's really cool. Um, and I don't care what anyone says, but the Juan Diaz demonets are overrated and this range beats the crap out of them. What? Yeah, you, sorry. You are, I can't podcast with you Hottest of takes. <laughs> but no, I, I, and also, I mean, the, 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 you know, people forget how old the, um, the uh, exalted chariot is. That's that was released when I got back in the hobby. So it's almost that was getting on that way. It's almost it's eight there, isn't it? Yeah, it's like almost seven years old, eight years. years old. That kit, um, and you know, that sits it, back then. Yeah, that sits in the shut up. That um, that sits in the range perfectly. You know that, that there isn't any. You know, they, they've obviously tied things in like the the endless spells into that kind of back into that aesthetic with the wheels of excruciation or whatever they're called. Um, so yeah, the, you know, I just think it's, it was a, a really really well done release, very an, well anticipated, and you know, people were wondering, you know, uh, you know, what a GW going to do with the aesthetic, given what it was sort of what it stemmed from back in the eighties and kind of all, all that sort of things. You know, sad to see the only the only thing that really didn't make it the Rob's, you know, my version of the the Bone Reapers, and why I'm not completely, you know, didn't drop everything and start doing it, um, was the lack of mortal releases. It would have been nice to see, you know, uh, some. I know we've got the Hell Striders, but again, they're 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 getting on a bit. But there's some sort of Slaneshi kind of knight sort of cavalry, maybe, or you know, foot warriors. Their their version of Blood Warriors or Blight Kings, or even their version of Karak Acolytes would have been nice. Um, just so that you didn't have to completely rely on demonettes and, and hell striders for your battle line. But no, I think uh, the, the release was well done. And again, the, you know, the, well, what you know, we said all we could can about the, the Keeper of Secrets. So yeah, Sinesh was my number one. Brilliant. Okay, that's no, that's no surprise, I suppose, but it was my number three. So yeah, I'm fully behind Slanesh as number one. Um, so should we look forward to the future? I mean, why not? I mean... You know, Trump's not blown. What was your number one? My number one. Oh, shit, yeah. I could do a number one, shouldn't I? Uh, mine was Warcry um, for a release. I think it's, I think as you hinted on, it has far-ranging implications. Um, I, it's become a great game that I enjoy playing with my friends. We're doing a campaign up at the Roadhouse, um, which which Paul and Chris are kind of, kind of running. Um, and well, running doesn't really need running; it just runs itself. It's, it's quite an interesting campaign system where you can drop in and drop out. Very much straightforward compared to something like Necromunda. Um, uh, the game's great. Jen picked it up straight away; really enjoys it. Um, it doesn't require too much um, thinking outside of the game itself, uh, which is good. So you can just play it, and you don't feel like you get this big gap. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, I've done two events now. Disappointed, missed the first one that Chris was running, but Chris has run two uh, in the last um, last six months um, in Weymouth, and they've just been a great laugh. Um, had a lot of fun at, at them. I think the great the game is something else that brings people together. For another reason to brings people together, I think, is always good. Um, we've got some fantastic new models. Um, I mean, it's good to see the releases we've had. I do feel that it's. I think it's a bit too much come out um, overall too soon. Uh, the books are good, but not essential. Um, I think they made a mistake with the last one, um, but it hasn't stopped me it being my favourite. Um, 
I think just the you know as a thing as something that's come out, I think it's definitely Warcry for me in, in 2019. I think it's um, I think it's a just I think it's just a belter. I think they should be very proud of that, and I hope I hope they keep it supported and you know keep it going and give it the love it deserves and develop it. Um, they're making good improvements to the system as well, which is which is great to see. Um, they're obviously realizing that you know there's, there's some things that don't help. Um, so, for example, all the scenarios you play are now four rounds if you do like a tournament opposed to three, uh, which was standard before, and it, it kind of helps balance things out. It's really good. So, yeah, Warcry, just love that. I love thinking about it, love playing in events, loved everything. So, yeah, brilliant. Awesome. Um, so, looking forward to 2020. Um, go on then, Rob, what, what's, your, what's your third thing you're looking forward to in 2020? Um, Stormcast chamber specific books right okay so you're thinking of splitting up Stormcast? well yeah just not not so much splitting up the but similar to how they've done with the the space marines where you have your main codex right then have then have um your anvils of held and hammer hammers of sigma um what have a sigma will probably be obviously the just out of the main book uh sort of vanilla but similar to how they do with that and you know model releases can go along with it as well then you can start having you know, very much like they did in the infancy of, of the Space Marine chapters. You know, you, you have the odd special character and then you get the odd unit um, specific to that. I think that'll just... I think Stormcast needs something like that to to give them a bit of a kick up the bum. Um, uh, the, just the extra flavour. Yeah, I, I think they're a bit too bland at the moment. And even with, you know, so, some of the most fantastic models in aos arguably you know there's some great models there um but then it's just, it's, yeah agree. yeah you know the the, the 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 just it just seems to be lacking in just something that to draw people in i think and uh doing sort of those books you know rather than being a stormcast player you know you're you're an anvils player or you're a um special yeah. vindicators player you know i think just having that, that idea versions isn't it yeah, yeah, and then it'd be quick. It would be something quick they could do, and it, you know, we all know that they're, they're they're fans of knocking out these sort of little one-shot models, um, and you know, they could if they if they really went for it, they could they could start doing. I mean, the, the upgrade kits are already there; they've already got the the sprues for them. Mm. Um, you know, that there, there wouldn't be a problem in doing that at all. So that'd be something that I'd like to see. And we know GW love copying your ideas as well. So well, yeah, hopefully. So if you're listening. <laughs> um, Ian, then, what's your what's your third thing you're looking forward to next? Well, year? I, I'm not. I don't think this is going to happen. But what I'd like to see is um, some model releases for the Skaven. Okay. So update, some updating, especially some of the Transquire stuff. You like to see more um, of a steampunk? Yeah. They, well, this they released a book, but then they didn't update the Poison Wing Labadias, the yeah. the Giselles. Um, Giselles. Yeah. yeah. Valid. So it's all a bit. I think you're right. I I agree. So I'd 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 be surprised if it happens, but I hope it does because I think it's a bit um, so it doesn't really. It's kind of just unusual. Yeah. So to see that the, everything's slowly going all plastic, um, but they seem to be the odd ones out. I think so, skating yeah. for me very much feel um, like a GW army. Um, you know, it's mm. their creation. They're an archetype. Um, so I agree. Actually, it would be great to see them get, you know, those things just replaced. Where we got the the Globedeer, for example, 
um yeah. you know even like you like just an arch warlock model that isn't yeah ikit claw an yeah. old metal model would be nice um, yeah and even um I, I, this is very optimistic but get even updating the plague monks who are looking yeah. very of the of their time now retodgers uh yeah yeah all the rats much, themselves yeah all the molder stuff clam rats are fine not all the mods. Yeah. Abominations are still great models. Yeah, the um, storm vermin are good. Sure, it's just yeah, it's just some of the and yeah. Eshin, all the Eshin stuff could do with new models. Yeah, so new yeah, it's yeah, bit, that's um, valid. I agree with that. I think that's a good shout. Hope, well, that'd be good if they get some love. Yeah, we'll see. Great. Optimistic. Um, for me, and uh, Rob's probably going to cry into his whatever he's drinking, probably a Bud Light. Um, for me, it's pointy elves um now i think they're number three for me because i'm not hugely into them for myself i just you know they've been hinted at this idea of pointy elves uh, light elves techless messing around creating his perfect race of elves for a while now so i want to see these realize i want to see what they look like so that's that's why really is uh, an, an intense sense of uh, curiosity for me <laughs> right nice. so so i know rob will disagree you know but he, he'll get his chance no, no. um so rob what was, <laughs> your, what was your number two something completely out of left field <laughs> so uh, uh, what, what i mean by, so, what, what, so, what i mean by that is like just something completely new like a new race so something okay. like obviously still linked you know narratively and, and whatnot but what you know what they you know, the kind of, I think the closest that they've got to that in AOS really is the Ideneth. Um, obviously, you know, the, you could, uh, I think second would be the, the Bone Reapers, but then you've got, the, you've got some people that would say, argue that they're sort of, they're an evolution of Tomb Kings, whereas the, the, and, and, you know, Fire Slayers are evolution of, troll slayers and, and whatnot whereas you could argue that you know there were always sea elves in 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 the old warhammer but they were more sort of they're more the corsair the, the, the sort of corsair theme um that the, they sort of they eventually went into with the dark elves but uh yeah just something completely new and i don't know actually don't know what it is because i don't know what they're going to come up with um you know, I, I remember when I one of the first games that I played against you, Matt. Uh, um, first blackout that I went to, we were we were chatting, and I had an idea for a, an army, and it was good demons. Yeah, I still remember um, that to this day. Yeah, and and something, and you know, it never really reached fruition. You could sort of argue that that's lizard men and all the rest of it, and Stormcast, Stormcast maybe, yeah. but. Um, you know, and but it'd be nice to, I don't know, maybe just I'd like also quite like to go completely mental with lizard men or seraphon as they're now called. You know, like there's the one of the designers that worked on the um, the war cry stuff. You know, you know, probably everyone's probably seen it on Twitter or wherever. But on that open day, there's a lot of uh, conversions that he'd done with um, Necron. Necron bits uh, and stuff with with. You know, sort of painting it on the necrony bits to look like Aztec, uh, you know, stone and stuff, and and you know maybe just really really jump in the shot with with uh, 
your Seraphon or something, just something completely over the top. And I know, you know, pointy L's are going to, but they're always going to, again, they're, they're very much thought as a cane and fire slayers where they're an evolution of something that's already there, but it's just something completely new. I think, I think actually Caradron, um, Oh yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, well. Caradron are up there as well. Yeah, because they're so yeah. di- they're so different to anything GW's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, hundred. Yeah, sorry, I, I complete slipped my mind that did. But yeah, Car- Caradron are probably uh, you know up there with Ideth, aren't they? They're, yeah. Yes, they're dwarves, but then they're, they're not like they're not, sky not dwarves, pirate dwarfs. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean something completely new. Maybe the 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 grot bag scuttlers and have you know have all that sort of stuff, so you can then have more stuff that you can kit mash up for your uh gadget stand but um, I don't I don't want grot bag scotless scotless. No. no. No, no. Drawing a line but, under that one. Yeah, but you know something something completely new would be nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah no I think it's good that's a good idea. Just a bit of a vague one but a but a good one. Um Ian, you next? Um I'd like as second place um updating Either the World Eaters or the Emperor's Children for 40k. Uh, so 40k, so move on. Um, yeah. But I think that's been... Yeah, give me full grim. But that's hinted at, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to come eventually, isn't it, obviously? So but, yeah, I just want to, I'd just like to see it now. Yeah. No, I agree. So. I, I think Emperor's Children is one that's gagging for gagging for an update. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Play on words as well, I suppose. Um, cool. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, and... I mean, for me, um, I'm going to go back to my last choice, but it's I'm really excited to see what happens with Warcry this year. Um, we've got the new releases for the gangs, um, and I want to see what else they're going to be adding. Simple as that, really. Um, I think Slaves to Darkness was actually, I've said this, I think Slaves to Darkness was a, was a mistake. I think there's, a, there's an inherent mistake in that book, and I think that's Marauders. I think Marauders should have gone, they're old, wanky yeah. models. Not only are they still in the There's book. Missed opportunity for sure. Yeah, they're still in the book. They're still they're 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 really good. Like not just good, like they're yeah. really good. They should have just been completely removed. This is almost like the talk about the Skaven thing, but the Skaven we had nothing to swap it out for. Instead, Warcry, we've got these amazing warbands. Yeah. <laughs> they could Agreed. have given them each their own flavor rules on a similar, you know, interesting power level as the the Marauders, and could have moved on. They could be in your battle line. Great. Uh, I just, yeah. So for me, I think that was an error. And but I'd like to see what they do with Warcry. What what happens? Where we're going to go with this? I think the core of it is fantastic, and I think there's a lot they can do. So Warcry is something I'm really excited about. Warcry, Warcry, yeah. Warcry. Um. So, Rob, what's your number one? I'm going to guess what it is. Um, well, it's pointy elves. Pointy elves. Slash, slash whatever they do with um, shadowy elves as well. So, just the it's it's not necessarily. I mean, obviously, gagging for that that mod that model release that'll be amazing. Um, and hopefully, well, it's it's obviously going to come out well before my Zing Charmy's finished. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Um, but uh, it'll be nice to have, you know, at least, you know, yes, have so them released and, and and have them sort of sat, you know, sat in their cellophane, looking at me, judging me whilst I beaver away and try and get the scene charming finished so I can start them. I've, I've, you know, depending on, I look at hopefully the models. I mean, the the ideal thing for me and 
this might come as a shock to some people, I've already mentioned it to you guys, is that I'd really like the models to be that nice that I don't do any conversions and just paint them up. And I'd love to do an army, and it's like a bit of a juxtaposition against this chaos project, you know, that will be ongoing, um, is to have an army that is just, you know, that gets nominated and hopefully maybe podiums just purely on my painting ability yeah, and not sort of any wacky conversions or over the top, you know, sort of centerpieces or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure, you know, whatever centerpiece they have will be awesome and stuff and probably, you know, hopefully won't, you know, I won't feel the need to start chopping them up. But, um, yeah, I just, I'd just love to have an army just to be able to sit down work out a nice basing scheme and a colour scheme, probably go box art knowing me, um, but, you know, work out a nice basing scheme, sit down and just paint them and, and not spend as much time, you know, sort of 50% of the whole time spent on the army project converting them, you know, as I did with, with this cow stuff. So, um, yeah, that that definitely be my number one. Um, and, you know, whatever happens with... Malarian and his shadow elves, they'll be, they'll be purchased as well. But they'll be my, them and Empress children will be my sort of three purchases for 2020. And I haven't really, unless again, something comes out of left field that really sort of takes my fancy, but, um, I haven't really bought much in a way. I haven't bought anything like big for an army. I bought a little, little unit here and there that I might have needed or, you know, extra bits and bobs, but I haven't actually gone out and bought anything in 2019 really. Um, yeah, no. So yeah, it'd, it'd be nice to to splurge. It'd be nice to sort of put that big order in and get that big <laughs> box with yeah. with the battle tote. Do you know what I mean? Like that that new whole new army. Oh, I know it's just pouring over lists. And oh no, exactly, exactly what you're feeling now with the Bone Reapers. Just to have have that feeling again. That hasn't happened for you know. I haven't actually gone and bought a a full army out like like that for a long long time. So if you've not yeah, had a feeling like that for a while. Get some it's Sylvaneth actually. Sylvaneth was probably the last time where I bought like you know a three thousand points worth of bits and bobs and and whatnot. So yeah, it was. Uh, it'd be nice, nice to do that again. It'd be an army as well. It'd be the first army that I'd have bought in a long time that I wouldn't have bought to a list as well. Um, which is probably the same with you and your Bone Reapers. It, it, you know, I wanna. I don't really care too much about what. You know, if GW continued the trend that they have been doing, that most books are quite internally, quite a lot of new books are quite internally balanced, um, and there are a lot of a lot of different options. So hopefully, it'd be an army that you know I don't just buy two thousand points worth and paint up for a tournament to take along and hopefully get painting nominations with. It'll be actually an army that I can collect and paint different units, and you know, and maybe actually get good at AOS with as well. Yeah, for sure. No, that's fantastic. That's, that's awesome to hear all that. Um, and I, I certainly hope it gets you rocking to more AOS events, but I definitely can see Malarion Shadow Elves will be the biggest bandwagon ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone loves Dark Elves, so there you go. Um, Ian? So my number one thing I'm looking forward to is um, anything new destruction. So it's either Git Mob or new green skin stuff anything or something else. You're all over yeah. it. Fimir? Yeah. Yeah. The fine. classic rapists. Um, Giant mm. army? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be Good. cool. Yeah. Giant um, army, Ron? 
there's um there's been a couple of um pictures in the like the GW rumor mill, which um I'm fair look remind me an awful lot of previously released destruction stuff. Mm, I think um, I, I so, think they might do something with the Fomorians. Uh, not sure. Um, I think it's going to be. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be step tribes. Yeah, that kind of feel to it. Yeah, git mob maybe. Catapults, um, catapults and cavalry. Yeah, on catapults on wheels. <laughs> Ian Gilmore special. I just remembered that as you were talking. <laughs> yeah, just catapults. Yeah, just running around with 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 wolves. <laughs> yeah, wooden wolves. Cool. So you're happy with yeah. anything destruction, basically? Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be good to get... I, I actually would like to take on board what Rob said and get something new. I think if we get something really new, I think it'd be great to get something out of left field new for destruction. I'd, yeah, I quite like... Um, what I would like is the... Um, like the grot, the equivalent of the Caradron, but no, with grot. No, I'd, I'd really like that. No, Rob's, that. Rob's already mentioned it, so... No. I'm doing it, yeah. it's mine people keep copying it and doing inferior versions of it, it's annoying um, yeah. so I don't want grot scuttlers or whatever they're called they can mm. crash and burn um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no I agree I think that would be um, I, I actually, I genuinely for me for like, I'd like it if they went the the, the Warcraft route where the you know they could have grots who are actually a bit zany, you know they they're, they're not stupid. They actually have some brains behind them. Um, they're yeah. dod- dodgy wheeler dealers. And, um, yeah. you know, that's, I, I'd like that idea. Brings yeah, intelligence I, quite like, to them. I, I, I quite like the idea of the um, grot, almost similar to the uh, Dorsa Cane, where the Dorsa Cane aren't good. No, yeah. Where the, the yeah. grots aren't particularly they're evil. Malicious. They're just, yeah, they're just like, um, they, so they're civilised to a certain extent, but they're also quite you know it will stab you in the back yeah and, and warcraft, kind of, warcraft does that yeah. really well yeah so being, being yeah. more techn- technologically advanced awesome mm. good choice well mine's very different from both yours you games workshop fanboys i'm actually going to say the thing i'm most looking forward to in 2020 is the south coast gt coolest competition because you guys have no idea what's coming it's no. going to be no. it's going to be amazing. South Coast this year is always a great event, and I think the build-up we've got going is going to be something really special. So I'm I'm super excited for South Coast Coolest. That's the thing I am most looking forward to as of now in 2020. Um, obviously, loads of great Ooh. events coming up, um, all sorts of bits and bobs. Um, getting my Bone Reapers finished is all things I'm looking forward to. But actually, for a reveal, a big reveal, I think it's definitely going to be South Coast GT Coolest this year. Um, I may probably change my mind after that's happened and I've got my Bone Reapers to reveal at, I don't know, uh, Face Hammer or something later in the year. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's all about South Coast GT at the moment. Definitely. That's that's getting me pumped. It's getting blood flowing through my veins. Um, I think the things that the guys are coming up with and people like Ben Smith, who what he's adding to the party as well, it's going to be something special. It's going to be a good year. Um, right, so that's it. I think that's us looking back and a little bit forward uh, on 2020. Um, I think we'll, we'll call it there because somehow we've managed to record a two-hour show 
which is great. Uh, I don't really want to do more than two hours in the future. Um, what I'm going to do, if you guys are all right with it, I'm going to save those listener questions. So thank you for sending those in. And maybe we'll do a short show maybe next week or the following week if you two are up for it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Literally do listener questions and kind of just go on for an hour and talk through those um and while we're talking yeah, of course. want to just say um thank you to our sponsors who you know help this all, all be made possible so curtain games as always pop over there to get your gw orders in and keep an eye on the events they're running uh Mercia miniatures you know if you want some alternative resin models there's a lot of love um for their mammoth at the moment which i've mentioned before it's painted by g is working on his um we'll have to have a mammoth clash one day uh and obviously pro painter studios which is my little business um we've just had the caradron and zinch um, compatible tokens and gaming accessories hit along with slaves to darkness so go and check those out at propaintedstudios.co.uk um so that's it i think we'll, we'll call it there and reconvene next week or the following week to answer these sweet sweet listener questions uh, any any final words from you two no 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 i'm all good thank you very much awesome. well thanks for joining me once again for another episode of the pro painted podcast no worries. and um i'll get this edited and released to our lovely listeners very shortly so bye-bye for me bye bye